episode contains adult language, mature situations, high-level otaku references, the unique social interactions of office workers, funny puns, and the concept of love. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 303, The Rules of Attraction for Otaku. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and bang reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. This is your host, Zan. Hi, it's Greta. Uh, we're saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Pretty much every episode we'll talk about one or two manga titles, movie titles, books, or whatever the top main topic is. We'll tell you about it. The pros, the cons, how the art style is, the characters are, if it's worth interacting with or not, and what the benefits of it are or what the detriments of it are. You don't have to agree with anything that we say, but we try to be entertaining, educational, engaging, and most importantly, non-biased. But sometimes it doesn't always work. I'm a little biased. Just a little bit. You can check us out at www.spirekin.com. Or you can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. Or me personally at spirekin. Uh, at zan at spirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N, at spirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Twitch, YouTube, the PSN Network, and the Nintendo Switch online. If you want to play us in Smash Brothers or any other interesting game like Mario Kart or whatever. And uh, I think that's everything that we are on. Uh, we're also going to be at a con near you if you want to check it out. Next con is Anime Boston. We might try to do something earlier, but not entirely sure. The only thing that's really coming up soon is uh, is Castle Point. But Castle Point's now a little bit farther than I expected to go. Yeah, it happens. It's Hoboken, and we're now no longer near Hoboken. We're quite a ways away. Hoboken's not that far. It's five hours away. Where Frank Sinatra's from. And there's also a lot of good things there, but it's not New York, New York. Oh, speaking of which, uh, before we go any further, there's something interesting that happened today. Uh, Happy news. So a certain YouTube channel decided to do a competition for the best pizza type. They went by style and by location. And so you had Neapolitan, Sicilian, New York, uh, Chicago, Detroit, and a couple others, and like Michigan, 
and some other really Michigan weird. Michigan has a style of pizza. Yes, and also uh, that other weird one, which is like a crispy cracker. But happy to say, oh, and a New England. It's like a Connecticut style, which was but number one, the one that they said was the best. New York. Yes, and also I did not know Little Caesars is Detroit style pizza. I didn't know that. Oh, I thought it was deep dish. No, it's little. It's Detroit style. That makes me hate it even more. Because I didn't like Detroit to begin with because they put the, the sauce on top. I did because they get the little crispy cheesy parts on the corners. But that's something they do. They cover with cheese and then they cover with the sauce. So it's reversed. I always wonder what was wrong with it. But it's interesting to know. But that's Some people like it like that. But that's a topic for another year. But so the pizza officially number one is... New York. New York style. And maybe when we do our video reviews on YouTube, maybe we can do a pizza review. I don't know though. That would be kind of gluttonous. Well, we'd have to wait and see. But we digress because today is a very fun episode. Uh, as I said, uh, we have an interesting topic because if you remember from the last episode, we spun that one, that only. The Wheel of Manga. And Dick Tanner started reviewing a manga that's pretty unique because it was a webcomic that was turned into a manga and then was turned into a anime series and now we have an OVA coming on original video animation even though it's no longer video it should be an original digital animation but whatever and there's a live action movie coming out so that's kind of cool or it's a TV series I'm not sure but I think the movie would be a better option uh, it was written by Fujita who originally created it and it's published by Ichi Jinsha or Kodansha Comics uh, and what's the demographic it's more Jose style oh so it's for you me. Yes. Hey, so, me. Jose style is, of course, for uh, women over the age of seventeen and under the age of fifty. So it's a little, a little less shoujo, be shoujo. You know, the big eyes, the sparkles, the rose flowers. It's a little more realistic. Sweet rather than cute. And sometimes not sweet. Sakurai is a Jose, and it's horrific. <laughs> yeah. But that's for another day when we we spin that manga. Because I finally got to read that, even though I have a poster that was signed by Mayoko Ano. But, again, we digress. Uh, it is a romance comedy. And the title is... Wotaku ni koi wa muzukashi. Or in English... Love is hard for otaku. What a koi. Yes. This is a series that is interesting and unique. I know those are buzzwords, but it's a series which... it's. Different than most series on the premise that their main characters are not teenagers. These are fully established adults. They have apartments. They have houses. They pay rent. They have real jobs that fund those houses and food and their And their insane obsessions. Manga collections. I mean, this... And comparatively, this is one of the better versions of it. We've talked about this before. In episode 100, which was our Super Otaku episode, we talked about three versions of the focusing on adult otakus, which was Genshiken, Welcome to the NHK, and everyone's least favorite manga, or favorite manga, whatever, Resentamon, which actually was really unique in the way they did it. But this one, it focuses more on the lives of these, the, our main characters. It's an ensemble piece. You do have one main focus, but it does go to different characters. There are six characters that it follows. And it goes through the trials and tribulations of their lives. And the first character we focus on is Narumi Momose. And it's her first day at work. She has a new job at a, at a new high 
company. We have no idea what the company is or what they do. We just know it has a lot of office work because she's an office lady. And she's met her new boss, Hanako, who is a very um, comely lady or she's a... Busty. Yes. She got big boobs. And people really like that. She's got a classic Coke bottle figure. Yes. And that's what Narumi realized immediately. She's like, oh my god, Koyanagi-san, she's so beautiful and she has such big well, boobs. she herself does not have very large breasticles. And, you know, if you don't, then sometimes you get obsessed with those who do. So it's not un- unusual for a woman to notice that about another woman. And or be, like, you know... Friendly, jealous. And also she's interested because it just she seems like a cool person. She's doing really well because she's been trying to hide the fact that she is not normal. She's she, she's good at her job. Okay, she is normal. Otakus are normal. That's totally fine. There's okay. a lot of us out there. Narumi is a Fujoshi. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Fujoshi is someone who, is, who likes BL. Loves BL. And Narumi is someone who draws BL. She is a doujinshi artist. She loves anime. She loves manga. She plays video games. Her love of it is obsessive. But she's able to kind of switch off. Like, you know, switch on, switch off. Like so many series where they have that duality person. Sorry about that. We have a small furry person trying to explore the desk. Maddie, you don't go behind there. I think she wants to explore. And see what's behind the evil thing. But you may hear some noise. Don't worry about it. I digress, though. So she's talking to her. Things are going well. She knows boobs. She also knows she looks kind of familiar. Doesn't know why. And then she recognizes someone walking down the hall. It is Hirotaka Nofuji, her former friend from when she was young. They knew each other in, from grade school to middle school. And he's walking with this guy who is their real supervisor, Taro Kabakura. And she's like, Oh, hey, Nifuji. How are you doing? Things are going good. You want to meet for drinks later? Please, oh, please don't say that I'm a geek. Please, oh, please don't say I'm a geek. And he's like, sure, we'll meet for drinks later. It's all safe and good. And then he says, oh, yeah. Are you going to be at Comicat? Um, and she just melts. She had a fresh start. Nobody knew she was an otaku. She was just normal business girl. She had a great outfit on. She was rocking her first day. And she was hiding the fact that she's otaku. And he lets the cat out of the bag. But... It zooms to later. And she's like, I was going to kill you, but nothing happened because no one said anything because neither of the boss said anything. And then she's ranting at the fact that she left her job because... Her last boyfriend found she was an otaku, didn't know for an entire year, and then he finds out, then he leaves her. So it was a huge kerfluffle, huge mess, she had to leave the place, and now she's starting fresh. And he's wondering, well, why don't you date someone like a like us, uh, otaku? And she's like, no, 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 because they're too weird, they're too she's this. like, you're not my type, and whatever. Well, first she looks at him and sees him without his glasses, and immediately he's like a billion times handsomer. Like, no, she, like, inspects and still passes. Yeah. But so this is the beginning. So from here on out, they start going. It's a month later. Things are going well. She got a boyfriend. Boyfriend didn't go well. He's too busy being video game guy because he's obsessed with video games and being awesome. And she's stressed out about life and everything going on. And eventually, he, ta- he says, you know what? I would never do something like that to you. I'd help you out. 
I'd be the best boyfriend I could be. I, I'd play video games with you. I'd watch your shows with you. I'd go shopping with you. And I'll even help you out with your Comiquette booth. Sold! And this begins the romance of, of Hirotaka Nafuji and Narumi Momoso. So what I like is that it kind of started out from friendship. Because she wasn't putting on pretenses. She's not faking who she is. He already knows her. They grew up together, you know. And so, yeah, she started a new job. She's doing this. She's doing that, you know. But she is her genuine self. With him, not... He knows it. Yes. And that's the thing is he does know her and he, he knows her very well. He's like a blooming flower. But there's more to it than that that we find later on in the manga, which we're not going to spoil too much of. But he, since they were friends for years, he knows all the things about her, and she's one of the reasons why he had friends and this and that. And he, and he's emotionally stunted. He's very good at anime, manga, video games, all that stuff. But dealing with people, he just doesn't care. Like he's like, oh, I'm an otaku, I don't care. Now, we said there were six characters that followed. The other two are. Kabakur and Koyanagi, aka Hanachan. The bosses turn out. They know they know that they're otaku because they're also otaku, but they're different types of otaku. You have Kabakura, who he is the boss. He seems angry because he he cares more about work, but when he's off the clock, then he's then he's an otaku. Like he watches his shows on the weekends, and he'll change his clothes from his business suit to like. A hoodie and like look like kind of like suspicious but he'll go to the store alone buy his stuff and then leave without anyone finding out about it and then Hanako turns out she recognizes Narumi Naru, Naru-chan because she's a fan of hers Hanako is a fan of her doujinshi but uses her old name and then Narumi's a fan of Hanachan because Hanachan is the number one Female cosplayer that cosplays the boy in the area. And there's a cute moment when they recognize who each other is in, like, you know, that world. And then they geek out about each other to each other. It's a very cute, instant girl friendship bond. And then it gets creepy because Hanachan immediately says, you have to cosplay with me. But, 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 you said we're soulmates, right? not creepy friends can pressure you into doing stuff like super creepy but like she's like being like (laughs) she she can she has to bribe her her well so yeah koyanagi and kabakura are dating but they're being secretive about it and that's one thing about this which is actually very realistic is that in the business world and working world you don't want people to find out that you are dating your your co-workers not because no, actually, because it's a stigma in a lot of places. It's like a lot of companies have don't date your coworkers. It's bad. Or don't um, don't date your subordinates because it's bad. But this one, it's they're dating because they like each other, and that's the pool that they get. Well, yeah. they don't they don't really report to each other. Technically, the girl so technically is okay. It's technically okay, but it leads to problems later on when you have coworkers 100%. and other people saying, "Oh, hey, you hear that she's single? Oh, you do, she has a boyfriend, or we're rooting for you, or this or that." Oh yeah, and it gets totally. it leads to a lot of drama. But it's that's not all that happens. It has them going on their dates, or 
when Narumi goes to Hirotaka's house for the first time and she thinks, you know, something fun's going to happen. They're going to have a little... She's all nervous. She's nervous, thinks and... that he's he's going to make a move, things are going to be great, and then she realizes she's not wearing the right underwear because apparently there's a whole thing with the underwears. There's a whole thing with underwears. And then it turns out that he invited the other two, two over for a sleepover. And she's like, I'm going to beat you up for that. He's like, but I wanted to have it as because I've never had friends over. And he's like, I forgive you. And it's adorable. Then she realizes just how sweet he is and like what really makes him happy. And then she just wants to make him happy. But she she vandalizes his figure collection. Well, they're all big-breasted women and she is not. So it was making her feel inferior. So she did not vandalize them. She just turned them all around so they were all facing the wall. Yeah. Some can relate to that. Some can. But she does that. Uh, you have the fact that uh, the Kabakura Koyanagi relationship is all over the place because they're very they, apparently when they were younger they both were volleyball captains so they are very spirited and they're like sports otakus they're they're geeks but they like but they were rivals they like com- competitiveness they're they like they fight they're passionate so they like fight so it's like that song uh make up uh, I forgot who it's. I think it's by Rack City or R. It's the one where it's it's talking about how they fight and then they have amazing sex afterwards because they like that. It's like that is their situation. They fight, then they make up, and things are great. And then it turns out that Hanako, Hanako and they're completely different at home. Yep. Like Hanako drinks uh, only one glass and she gets drunk. Then she gets all weird, and then it becomes a big fight. And she gets drunk on half a beer. That sounds oddly familiar. I don't know why. But I'm not sure. Not me. And it's, it goes into some of the other little aspects. There's lots of in-jokes for otaku. We're talking references, visual gags. Uh, there's one entire chapter which is just all gags to the old Japanese TV shows, the variety shows. You know, like, someone says, did she fall out of a trap door? Was there one there? And then, or makes the sound of the gong or makes a reference of the, what the, the host says. But then there's, like, also really fun, like, um, product name drop references like when they reference the um asai super dry commercial or yeah i'm waiting for a long long man reference with some snacks i'm like it's- i think the best reference that is the most questionable is they talk about a company that sells caffeinated beverages and the name it's legally distinct and in no way similar to a certain brand from seattle it's starbucks it's starbo and everybody has a green apron and there's a new frappuccino that comes out i'm sorry fruity blended drink that's a parfait it's with, a parfait with with with, with cafe a lot in it which i don't know if that would be good a cafe a lot with with a parfait combination no, they had one that was just like fruity and you can see it's like purple and pink and i'm like well that's not all like a rainbow yeah that thing was gross yeah but you have that you have i mean but for the most part they do break it they say this is this like, she looks like Lupin. That's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference. That is uh, a reference to Evangelion. There's an entire, uh, the first or second chapter, uh, Narumi and Hirotaka have a fight, and it's like a video game scene. It's like, oh no, what can you do? Bribe? Fight? Run away! And then someone blocks the door. <laughs> it's like, oh, my friend's coming to defend me. Party member uses ability. Then other party member blocks. Neutralized. 
and then it's like surprise other fight. But it, it's what I like about it is it's real. It's not like a romantic comedy where it's all fanciful and then cue the problem that happens and then give it ten minutes and then oh they're getting married. It's like it's a real. These are real otakus. These are real situations in an office place. Although they don't seem to get a lot of work done in the office. No, they do. They're very efficient. It, just, it references that they get their work done. Or everyone except the roomie does. Cause I was going to say, most people get it done. Some people type slower when people look at them. They. I can relate to that. I do like the fact that they get the relationship out of the way immediately. And there's no... Other tension, except for references later on, where one of the coworkers like, "Hey, I think she's single. Maybe I'll go after her." But for the most part, it's they're together. There's no oh, will they, won't they, will they? It's they're together. Just how fast they're gonna move is the question. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Glacier Slow. Well, for her, well, him, it's it's not he's... for him. It's a whole new world. He has a girlfriend and friends. All like like his life is. Here's what I will say, though. Awesome. Uh, compared to a certain channel TV show that's on sometimes Channel 4, sometimes Channel 16, depending on where you live, you know, NBC, certain NBC show, there's a character who has a similar situation where he doesn't know about a relationship and the girl has to push him and prod him into doing anything. And then from there on, it's five seasons of him doing anything or realizing what he said is a faux pas. This is not that. He knows what he wants. He 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 understands relationships to a point. It's just he's not outgoing enough. It's not like he's like, huh. Yeah, but there's moments where his friend has to come back and be like, uh, you got to tell your girlfriend that other people are coming over. Yeah, but that's not a, oh, uh, I'm going to demean you by saying mean things about you because you disagreed yeah. with me. Not going to reference the names of any of these characters because I don't want to be sued by a certain company. Again, NBC. <laughs> or is it CBS? I don't know. But this is sweet. This is real life. I can relate to this show. And there are two more characters. One of them is Hirotaka's little brother, Ko. Yeah. Or it's really... Uh, sorry, little brother, Noya. Noya is funny now, Chan, because at first... They think that it's like a, the ex-girlfriend of, of Narumi. And then they text Hirotaka to come over to the Starbucks. And They're like oh. confused why she is talking to this good-looking guy. And then, you know. It's revealed they're brothers. And then later on, like, his contacts break. And you actually, oh, they are brothers, but they're completely different. Like, Naoya is, everybody's nice. Life is wonderful. I'm going to do the best I can. and Outgoing, I, charismatic, but. And gets the shit job from his boss. But. Not a gamer at all. He's kind of oblivious in general to things. Like, like, if you're worse than me in gaming, like, that's a statement. No, but he's oblivious. Like, how does he not realize that Ko, a character that he meets and he starts talking to, becomes friends with, is a girl? Yes, she dresses like a boy. Yes, she has very masculine features and the fact that she has short hair. But it should... just happy-go-lucky and making a friend. And... It shouldn't take a month and a half to realize, this is a girl next to you. Well, she's also super withdrawn, so it's not like they're spending a lot of time hanging out. In person, online, they hang right. out. So, eh, maybe. 
but it's still it's ridiculous. Uh, also, I love the fact that he dresses up as Santa and he's like, I like this because it makes people happy. But I'm freezing my butt off and I feel kind of depressed that I'm out here alone. And they say, you know what? When you feel like that, just quote the Harumi song: "Happy people, shut up and blow up." <laughs> it's like my friend said that. I wonder why. So the story and the plot, the characters are engaging. The story is well done. It is, you could tell it's done by a computer because it is very neat and clean, but it looks really well done. And a lot of the scenes do feel really good. There is an entire homage to JoJo's where you have Narumi looking like everyone's favorite vampire. You just expect her to say Re, and it's like, okay, where's Road Roller? (laughs) But it looks like it. So the homages are there. They look great. The art style is great. And also, the Taka Bonds that we got in the U.S., they're two volumes in one, so they're omnibuses, and they have several pages that are in English. Which is super helpful. What I mean is they, they have the explanations for all the things in layman's terms, no issues, and they're color pages, too. A lot of color pages. It's like, so they, when they reference something, you can get caught up on the reference. And they look excellent. The color pages are superb. They're, they're just... I want to say... Uh, well designed. Also, the paperwork is different. Is a better co- quality paper. It's not paper. It's actually plastic. It's like a more it, matted. Pa- not, uh, no, it's glossy paper instead of matted. It feels nice in your hand. Like it's not like a newspaper. Like I don't know. No, I agree. It's, it's, I might be overthinking this now. Also, the it's a beautiful manga. It's printed out really well, and there are three volumes right now, so you get all six of them out right now. So all six volumes are out. Buy it. Yeah. So uh, read it. So to let's get to the point of our thing. Our rating. And uh, since it's been a little bit of time, remember our lowest rating is take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it. Our second lowest rating is a gift, uh, typical reading material, local correction facility, or psychiatric institute. Our middle of the ground rating, gift from a crazy aunt mirror, okay but forgettable. Our second highest rating, borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky, or in this case, unless you're offered a Tumi suitcase because... Nufuji has a Tumi Alpha 1. Alpha 2. An Alpha 2. Now, why do I know about Tumi Alpha 2? Because I have the... Alpha Bravo. I have the Alpha Bravo, an excellent suitcase. That is my Zan bag. When I go to cons, I carry my laptop and all my stuff in there. And it's also a re- referred to as a bag of tricks. Yes, the Zan bag of tricks. Not to be confused with other bags of tricks. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, And our highest rating is... Really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell, and your soul will be forfeit to the great soul. Magustar, blah, ha, 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 So, I'm going to have to give Watakoi ni... Love is hard for otaku, or Wataku ni koi wa muzukashi. A really, really, really fucking cool. Because it's a well-done manga, it's, it's addictive, it's intriguing, and it flows really well. The only negative I have to say about it is that it's not once... They're, they can't really go far in it. They've already established everything. Prom- I disagree. I think they can go far with it. There are more hidden things that are going to be, again, Jose demographic. I think that I think the series is going to run out of probably by eight, but I could be wrong. I think it's a well-done series, and I do love it. So do you agree with that rating, or would you give it a different rating? I agree with the rating. I say really, really, really effing cool. That's awesome. And it is a lot of fun. I really recommend this series, and it's well worth it. And for $17 for two volumes of manga, essentially, you can't beat that. And it's beautiful. It's like, 
I like it. And it's a good comfort series as well. So, remember, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can leave us information in the show notes at www.spyrican.com. Or you can comment on the Instagram page because we did have the link on the Instagram. Or you can tweet us at Spyrican, S-P-I-R-A-K-N. And, uh, or you can email me personally, zanspyrican.com. We have to get Greta an email. I know I can set one up. I just need to pay a little extra next uh, quarter. Because by the quarter when I pay. And with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts those substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune that was custom-made by a fan that has 10 slots on it, and each slot has a manga title connected to it. So we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga, and whatever number it lands on that's reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga, we have some great titles on here. We have some retro titles, some Tezuka titles. We have one really new title, which, they're, which people are really excited about because it's apparently going to be the next big thing since sliced bread. We have one series which... Uh, I feel really dirty reading because it's just dark. And one series that's strange. So let's spin reviewing the next episode. I think that was a decent spin. Yeah. And it's number nine. Hmm. I wonder if I got to tighten this to get a better spin. I mean, it's pretty good, but we'll have to wait and see. But number nine. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing... The newest addition to the Weekly Shonen Jump lineup, one which we found out about at Anime Boston 2018. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Dr. Stone. So, hope you guys check that out. And remember, read more manga and check out our other podcasts because we're, we're going to have a couple of new ones, including the Spyrokin Motion Picture Review. And we're going to have another installment of Tales from Whatever because that's our fun monthly podcast about whatever. So, Check it out. Uh, Want to say anything else? Read this one. I like that. So, this is your host, Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone, so I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.